0: Welcome back. This is your host, Selwyn Robbins with Mandated. This is the podcast where we speak to the issues of men for men. But at the same time, women are included as well because they are definitely a part of our lives. And we want to make sure that we're hearing uh, objectively from both sides here. So as we go forward, before anything else, I want to say, guys, it's always a pleasure to be before you. I'm always excited to uh, have the opportunity to encourage, empower and support you and if by any means that you need support just reach out to me you can find me on Facebook or you can send me an email which uh, you'll find in the information below but either case hey if you just want to talk let's talk because one thing I truly know about man is that we resolve a lot of our issues when we talk uh, it's a big thing but anyway so hope everybody has been blessed and staying healthy during the season of COVID uh, and a global uh, pandemic, you know, from a health standpoint, as well as economically, we've been forced into something that we truly were not prepared for. However, that has pushed us uh, into a place of creation, um, a place where we're able to do things that we had thought about for a long time, but had never made the time to do so. Um, So I, I really believe that as we are loosening, loosening, the shelter-in-place standards, that we're moving towards something greater. We cannot go back to the way we, we were before COVID, but we're establishing a new norm, uh, which I believe truly is a great thing. And I say that because I want to base it off of Exodus 12, where the children of Israel, after being oppressed 400 plus years, now had the opportunity through Moses to come out of their bondage and go into the promised land. And one thing that we know for sure um, throughout the story is that they did not just come out, but they came out blessed, so blessed that they were able to carry the gold and the silver, the bedlam literally on their backs. And the reason I state that is that when we come out of this season we're in, which we will, we need to have something to show for it. You know unfortunately there are deaths that continue to rise the death rates continue to rise but at the same time we we still have uh individuals families here that are continuing to uh, push forward and stay healthy Um, and i really want us to make sure that we're coming out of this on top so by all means if you have an opportunity to do something please do so make the most of this time all right okay so on the last show, I ended with stating that on our next time together, we're going to be talking about identity, and that's what we're going to be in today, identity. I think with us underneath the, the mandate umbrella, we have to truly understand that if we're going to act upon anything that we've been given with authority, we need to know who we truly are, and that is based, of course, on our identity. And it's going to stand for the foundation of anything that we're going to do now and what comes afterward. And so in this, we're going to make it a series, actually, because we can't just sit down in one setting and explore identity. It's just too much um, to really grasp. There's so many uh, different areas and levels that we need to talk about. Uh, So in this, um, what we're going to discuss is the identity, first and foremost, from the womb. Um, but we're going to tackle this from both the natural and spiritual standpoint. And after the womb, of course, comes birth, toddler age, teenage, or preteens, um, young adults and adults. And in that, what we have to know is that as we progress in life, so does our identity. However, there is still a foundation that we build upon. So to help me talk about this topic today, especially being the womb, um, I have my wife with me, and that is Miss Janjira Robbins. Say hello, babe.
1: Hello, family. <laughs> <laughs> Notice that voice there.
0: She, she's she's making that voice because she's going to have her um her podcast as well launching uh, within this coming month, and that's going to be titled Freedom Space. Yes. You want to say something real quick about
1: it? So, Freedom Space. First of all, come to my space. I'm. Creating a space and a place where we can unpack this idea of authenticity. And this is so on time because as my husband is talking about identity, I think once we find our authentic self, we then can move and gravitate into a place of self-acceptance, self-actualization, and we can become the best people that we were predestined to be. Hmm. So, authentic, authenticity, of course, it's going to be a series of how to become your authentic self. So, it's a month-long series on one topic. Looking at 48 weeks, you're going st- to we're going to start with a focus group. We're going to have mm-hmm. women educators, men educators, and then a special guest each month so uh, we have a great lineup come and join us uh it will be the url is focus <laughs> freedom space sorry <laughs> <laughs> get things mixed up freedom space today that's a url the actual podcast is freedom space finding your authentic self <laughs>
0: awesome awesome yes she is very excited about that as you can hear um <laughs> she has done so much work already in the background uh, just to prepare for her launch next month so by all means once that is in place i'll uh, make sure to get that information out to you and blast it out there i want to make sure everybody is having an opportunity to tag into freedomspacetoday.com, and we're going to make sure that happens for you all right
1: all right (laughs) all right
0: all right so let's get into this identity identity uh one thing I, i like to do is really speak about um the definition of what it means on that word that we're talking about and so identity means or is defined as the distinguishing character or personality of an individual the fact of being who or what a person or thing is and let me say that again It is the distinguishing character or personality of an individual, the fact of being who or what a person or thing is. So with that, let's start off with uh, two scriptures, Genesis 1 and 26. This is where God has said, hey, let us make man in our image and likeness. Also in Jeremiah, I believe 1 and 5, he says to Jeremiah, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb and that's where we're going to stay today is in the womb and I I want to split it up this way the womb is our first world and then when we are born we're then born into a second world and I'm not trying to make this so celestial or anything on that level just trying to help you understand how we transition from one way of understanding to another and this is still based on identity so as God is speaking about his image and his likeness, we tend to initially think about shape, form. Um, well, God is a spirit and he, he said he's a spirit and we should worship him in spirit and truth and the spirit does not say have a shape. What he is saying is that I have formed you in a way of the way I think, the way I move, the way I love, the way I talk. It is all and is really about his thoughts um, in essence. So image, the word image in the Hebrew is pronounced Selem, and that's T S E L E M, and it's a masculine. Likeness in the Hebrew is Demuth, D E M U T H, and it's a feminine. And I specifically mention masculine and feminine because it brings a balance to who we are in identity and as we're speaking about this from the womb, this is about the the initial meeting, the, the consummation of uh, man and woman, our mother and our father coming together. And um, we then being the, the offspring of their initial love. So when it comes to identity, it is first created in that womb. We are thinking about it from, um, the things that we are fed in that time frame. So I I want my wife to speak on this because she is a mother. I'm definitely not, (laughs) I can't speak to it. Uh, Babe, just real quick, speak about those things that you were taking in, specifically food, that Deja, our daughter, did not (laughs) care for or rejected or vice versa.
1: Well, Deja did not like anything. She was very selective with the meals that she would enjoy while she was in utero in the womb and even though i craved doritos and oreos i could have them in moderation because Mm. she didn't like anything Mm -hmm. now with that being said looking at her now she's very selective on the food that she eats Mm -hmm. she has a she has the taste buds for fish, sushi, mm. things of that nature, which mm-hmm. those are things that I do not eat. <laughs> and I did not eat when I was pregnant with her. So that could be, if I enjoyed those things, she would probably be very happy because she did not take on my taste buds. She is very selective and that could be seen while she was in in Yudo, in the room. Mm.
0: Nutrition, yeah, that's that's a definite tug of war every day. Yes. And normally, what what we know is that the baby tends to win on it. Yes. <laughs> like, no, not today, not today. That's not what I want. But it is very important, as you know. Of course, you going to the doctor on your um, your visits or whatnot, and they're always asking you about your intake, your nutrition, the things that you're feeding um what's going into your body the baby of course is receiving that and in that that's one part that's making that baby grow and identifying because as you have said um after birth that that child then tends to not favor or favor those things that uh appeal or appeal to them as they were in the womb so that really is so key when we're in that world there where we're building ourselves, though we're not necessarily thinking about it as a baby, we're building ourselves uh, for the things that we may need coming out um, in that also, we're building actions, literally physical actions. And we're still on that identity here. So for instance, when the mother may make a certain move or rub the stomach, the baby reacts to that. Tell me
1: about that. Well, I, I- And what we've learned is that touch actually ignites certain um, endorphins in the body. Mm -hmm. So um, touch is a good thing. And when you're even rubbing your child's stomach while the child is in the womb, even when you're singing to the child, that brings on certain stimuli. And generally it's very positive. So um, studies have shown that touching the womb, singing, rubbing, Mm -hmm. warm baths really Um, nurture the baby while they're in the womb, as well as music and um, quiet and peace, the mother's state of mind, the mother's physical um, um, abilities. You know, if you don't walk, if you don't exercise, the baby's never coming out because the Mm. baby doesn't believe it needs to. (laughs) (laughs) For whatever reason. But um, for the most part, The woman's actions and the actions that are portrayed on her really stimulate the baby and build that personality, that identity as a child is being developed in the womb. And there's science behind that. But Mm -hmm. I also believe the Bible says that God knew you Mm -hmm. before you were even born while you were in the womb. Mm -hmm. And that is huge to being known mm. and being, being known in my opinion. I know in my spirit, my spirit has a knowing, that deposit mm. in my spirit that God mm-hmm. has given me gives me a knowing and yeah. creates that identity in me. So I also believe that identity is created in children when the mother knows. And I think we, as women, all of us know. We have that knowing, we have that spirit mm-hmm. deep within us, and um, it helps develop the baby in the womb. And it could be um, something that's harsh that's developing the child, excuse me, mm-hmm. or something that is very positive and nurturing that's developing that child, um, creating that identity mm-hmm. within the child.
0: Okay, so in the And specific to the actions, how that child is going to move, not just in the womb, but subsequently after birth, Um, their reactions, their actions and reactions to certain stimuli. Um, One stimuli being, of course, the mother's hand, another being uh, more so her voice, Mm -hmm. because she, of course, naturally has that nurturing um, uh, emotion to her. So the baby is feeding off of that, you know, whether it's high pitch, low pitch, whatnot, loving in all of that, the baby builds his or her actions accordingly. We also, in the womb, are formed in regards to our physical appearance. And just based off of the genes between a mother and a father, of course, determines um, how that child is going to be in regards to its shape you know how tall is going to be what eyes what hair color Um, weight wise you know all of that really plays into of course we know the factor of how uh, this child is going to um navigate life and i'll say it this way i'm about okay in sports they labeled me as five, seven, but I'm about five, six, right? <laughs> so what they did, <laughs> the thing is force was to always make a player, um, seem bigger or taller than, uh, they were, and that actually were because it was an intimidation factor at the same time. It became a detriment because look, I know I'm only five, six, right? But I'm still going to live up to my five, seven name. <laughs> <laughs> I just am. Um, uh, because i'll say this it's somewhat of a confidence factor for me um in sports you know being the shortest guy it's in basketball you were always going to be the point guard you didn't play any other position you were the point guard in football you're the running back Um, maybe a or the tailback that is um, on defense probably a cornerback or something like that but it limited you to your size limits you or expands you to certain things that you can do in life and in that um People react. So for me, because I was short, you always get the nicknames of shorty, Mm -hmm. you know, and I had some weird nicknames. I don't know why people, it's either based off my height or my name, but anyway, you get those nicknames and if you're not built up, especially as at the age of a teenager to handle that, it kind of sticks with you for some years. And I have to say at times it, it does come back in the sense of residue. I can still feel it at times, but for the most part, I'm securing it. Um, but that's just the, the traits of my family. There's nobody really tall with the exception of my older brother. He is what, six, Mm. six, two or six, three, but he has, um, a different father. So that's just how it goes. But for the most part, our family is everybody's probably under six foot <laughs> uh,
1: In my opinion I think you said some great things within that you know you you were gonna live up to Jail. your uh, 57 name and I think that was something because your mother is a fierce woman <laughs> she is a force to be reckoned with and and so there are a lot of scientists and specialists um, one Marcy Axness, mm. who really talks about when the baby's in utero, okay. how a mother's fear, a mother's compassion, a mother's um, way of life, those those repetitive behaviors and emotions actually shape the fetus, mm-hmm. um, their personality, their psychology, so their mindset. So the identity of a child is being shaped and developed in utero.
0: Mm.
1: Now, that doesn't mean that that child will come out and never change, but that does mean, just like you and mm-hmm. your five seven <clears throat> holding on tight, right. going to run out That's there right. and get tackled no matter how many <laughs> times, um, but you're going to stand up because you come from a line of feisty people. And that was kind of embedded mm-hmm. in you before birth. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, so as you just said that before birth going back to uh, Jeremiah knowing you before you were in a mother's womb. Um, those before birth traits, emotions, nutrition, you know, whatever thing that everything that is being fed into us. Woo, it, it is so key. Yes. Of course, you know, we know um just For the next stage of life but everything for the most part just stays or excuse me um is created in that first world in that womb and we want to make sure that man as you're listening to this that we know who we are because just in this day and age your identity man this is so big i cannot say it or emphasize it enough your identity is being attacked on so many levels in so many different ways. And on top of that, you already have a burden that you're carrying on your shoulders that you may or may not know of. So dealing with that in the world and then still striving to be the man, quote and unquote, it really challenges your your core, your foundation. So I want to challenge you um, as we're getting to the end of this show that you get back to your original identity. Find out who you were. Speak to your parents. Just have that that conversation. You know, how what did I react to when um, I was being born? You know, how have I grown since then? Because that is that information is what you need to propel you for where you're going. But you have to do that today, um, because we know the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Everything. He wants to kill everything that's that has life. He wants to steal everything that we have possession of, and he wants to destroy everything that's being built. Um, and all of that is centered around our our identity. So as we close today, I, I want to leave you with this particular word. Um, I just listened to a podcast with Gary V. He was um, a special guest on Lewis Lewis Howe's um, show. I believe it's leaders, if I'm correct. And he made this quote, or he stated this quote here, and he says, my humility is the offset to my confidence. And what he is saying is that I don't get so big, so large that I don't stay humble. And you're asking, well, how does this play into identity? Well, it plays a big role in identity. He's just saying, I know who I am. I know if I continue on this particular path, that I could get the big head and look, just go crazy. But by me continuing to stay grounded, stay focused in who I am, I'm able to be even more successful. And when I say success, it's not about money. By all means, that just comes and go. But he's building a wealth for not only himself, but his family just as well. So stay humble. Do what you need to do as men. Find out what it is you need to do as a man it's not whether or not you're failing have failed or successful it's just that you're in a position that nobody else has there's not another you plain and simple you're the only one that occupies that time in that space so by all means make the best of it all right guys hey i love you so next time when we come together we're still going to be focusing on identity and this time we're going to speak about the transition from the womb through the canal, coming into our second world where everything else happens. But we have to speak about the transitions. We don't want to just make a quantum leap from one to the next (laughs) at all. So, hey, love you guys. Look forward to speaking to you again. Have a blessed day.
1: Bye.